You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Theme song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Adam is here. Love me! Boy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my dick. And you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome, everybody, to the rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me this week, Sal is here. Sup. And also joining us, making his grand return, Adam is here. Hello one, hello all, welcome in, take a seat. You're just in time for another spot of NXT. Oh, what? No? No, no wrong show. I have it written. Well, there you go. Maybe I'll get that done tomorrow. Okay. All right. While Adam drags his feet on on NX, uh, spot of NXT, I would like to point out that a brand new episode of Summer Sale just dropped on Monday. We take a look at 1989. I make sure to get my shows out. I got nothing. <clears throat> but then again, I have all yes. the time in the world. Yesterday, 2.13 p.m. Can you do me a huge favor on top of everything in the past five days? I'm sick with a sore throat. Can you just post Summer Sal on the website? You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, okay, post something on the website versus record it. Well, write it, record it, edit it, and then post it. I mean, that's, you know. It's written. I just have to, I just have to record it. Yeah, but also, Spot of NXT is 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay, the Summer Sal was an hour, right? You're welcome. How would you like to suck my balls? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. You're both beautiful. I'm done. We're like three three minutes into this, and you guys are already fighting? What? Uh, I done got fired last week. Yay. Yeah. Fucked up shit, man. I am not happy about the situation. Um, But, you know, I enjoyed my time at the rundown. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> Sal's bosses went, you're fired. Sal, yeah, my, my fuck boss you, is, Fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. My boss has completely fucked me over, and <laughs> I got fired for the attendance policy. A guy who never fucking calls out and does nothing but overtime, but that's all right. Here's the thing. They screwed me over badly, but I was miserable at that job. <laughs> so, silver lining, I am in school. For a completely different field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I need to find a job because I'm not graduating tomorrow. But uh, 
I just feel okay that I'm not at that place. Even though I don't like how they handled it and how it was executed, you know, I that place was too stressful, man. It was causing me anger issues. Yeah. I almost had to go see talk to Shelby. Nice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those things are, are a blessing in disguise. Obviously, it, it doesn't help in the here and now. But, you know, I had... I had a situation where I thought that, you know, I I had a job that I didn't like because I felt like the company was stealing from poor people. Um, and, but I was like, it it pays well. Yep. Yeah. I was like, it pays well. Uh, it's, it's stable. It's flexible when it needs to be. And I wound up getting fired from there. And then eventually I got to my job now where I make $7 more an hour than I was making there. And I like the job that I'm in now, even though it is at times incredibly stressful. Uh, I am able to watch YouTube videos of Raw and SmackDown in order to get ready for the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and and I just recently got uh, semi promoted without any of the pay increases uh, to an HR manager, which I have no experience in. So there's that. <laughs> HR, HR, local HR contact is what the official thing is. I'm not actually an HR manager. I'm the local HR person. So it means I can see everyone's paychecks and I can, I, I have to help them get like their benefits and stuff like that. And I have to help them with anything else that comes up in terms of that. But I don't have the official title and I don't get paid anything more for now. But oh, wait a minute. Wait, are we <laughs> listening to this correctly on this <laughs> network? This is breaking news. Troy, of all people, is going to be doing HR for a company. First of all. <laughs> so when they come to you, right, and they say, That, uh, Mr. that sexual Mr. harassment training should be fun. Uh, I already went through it. So here, here's the thing. Yeah, I have to remind you is that my internet persona and my personal life are two different things. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I understand that. But I fully expect you to come on this show and be like, do you want to know what this girl said today? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you would never do that. Well, I mean, first of all, nobody knows where I work. Uh, and even if I said where I worked, people would still be like, huh? <laughs> even though it is a global company, it is not. It is in the manufacturing realm, and people don't really know manufacturing companies to sell. Um, but, yeah, it's... No, I, I I don't talk about my work or personal life all that much online because of uh, you know people who like to do things like doxing people and shit like that, and I don't really want I don't really want that in my life. So don't don't look at me like that, Adam. I totally was kidding when I said I was gonna throw my boss's you know full name, address, and phone number live on air this week. I'm not gonna do that. All right, <laughs> not. I was I was just mad. I know I don't feel like. I don't feel like any of our peeps that listen to this would actually do anything other than myself. I mean, for and possibly right, Bruno. For what it's, True. For what it's worth, we, we are live on Twitch, and your names are, are right there. So, um, It's never been hard to figure out who I am. Right. There's <laughs> but, a difference, though. <laughs> but there's a, there's a difference, because, yes, you could find my name and probably find my work and stuff like that. But who cares? <laughs> why would you? Why would you try? <laughs> because uh, nobody, uh, nobody that is actually like vindictive against us is watching this right now. So it's yeah, just our the fans. Bella Army, the Bella Army doesn't actually tune in. Uh, 
And the, oh. no, no, no. See, you under, you do understand. This is why we don't stream the Twat Magic <laughs> stuff <laughs> because there is a hundred percent chance that they could happen upon us. Instead, now yeah, there's there's Wait, enough of it. Where but, are we streaming today? Are we are we simulcasting on both channels? Yes, technically. Technically, yes. Wow. Okay. Um. Troy, so Troy there's no posting. chance. There's no chance, like, the AEW stands, like, all of a sudden invade this place, right? I mean, again, like, we'd have to be, we'd have to be popular in order for that to happen. If they didn't invade when we were doing the AEW rundown, I think we're safe. That's true. Well, I was going to say tags, though. It all depends what tags you use. Yeah, but you can't use specific tags. You can only use wrestling. Yeah, you can only use wrestling, yeah. So and uh, and there's yeah, and you go into that that's like that's like fucking Scrooge McDuck diving into a fucking pool of his money like you're not going to be able <laughs> to find our one coin in that pond like this is not going to happen. We are it's live true. to the world twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect and uh, we're getting a host from twitch.tv slash Rundown Wrestling so whichever channel you get to you'll see the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of speaking of work I got yelled at twice today. Uh, for for parking the van on the street, which is something I have to do as part of my job. Uh, mm. Who yelled at you? This, so the first one, I, I park to deliver to the house on the left across the street. This dude has a tri- like a triple wide driveway. And I'm saying it's like three cars wide, and I am in front of it with like from the from the front tire to the to the front of the van. Which is maybe three feet. Triple wide driveway. Four foot of van. And I'm getting I'm finding the package and I hear knocking on the door and I open the I open the sliding door. It's like, you're blocking my driveway. And we don't get deliveries here. Like I'm delivering over there. You're blocking my driveway. I'm like, and in my head I'm going, it's fucking you're three and you're obviously not going anywhere. He literally stood there and made me back up five feet. Nice. I would like to point out to that those type of shenanigans, driveway. those type of shenanigans only happen in New Hampshire. <laughs> Just saying. Because I know exactly what type of person said that to you. It's funny because, so, um, did I talk about it on the show last time I was on? I don't remember or not. But um, I also am a delivery driver, not not full-time like, uh, like yes, you. You did um, bring that up. Okay, on, yeah. So uh, Last week's show. So far, I don't have any fun stories, um, but I, I have been doing the Uber Eats thing for a little bit. Um, I've had I've had more issues with the restaurants than with customers. <laughs> um, I, I've I've had a, like one person so far stiff me in a tip, but Uber Eats still pays you, so they like they do like essentially a fare like a taxi kind of service. So it's like you're, you know, so you know going in, like, you know, this is this is the least amount of money that I'll make on this trip kind of thing, which is good. Um, but, I like, like, it'll tell you exactly how they want you to pick things up. So I had to pick up an order from IHOP today. Um, and uh, I park it, and it tells me to park into their curbside pickup area and then call the store. And it'll bring it out. First of all, I'm just like, what a, f- why? Why can't it just fucking walk in there and just grab it? Every other place just lets you go out and grab it. Other than like McDonald's right now, which closes their fucking things and tells you to go through the drive-through, and then yeah. So like, I call the person, and and I'm like, yeah, I'm here with Uber Eats. So like, hello? 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm here with Click. Hung up on me. And I'm like, you didn't even wait for me to respond. So I call <laughs> I call him back. And I and I get him again. I'm like, yeah, I'm here with you. She's like, what do you want? I just fucking hung up and walked inside. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I got, <laughs> like, I, got wow. sh- I got shit to do. Like, don't put the oldest fucking idiot on the phone <laughs> to, like, take orders <clears> of <throat> that. I walk right in there, and I'm like, I'm with Uber Eats. And they're like, here it is. I was like, yeah. Why does your app tell me that I need to fucking do all this shit? Just let me go inside and grab it. So, but no. The app, because the app is trying to be COVID safe. You know what I mean? Somebody programs it to do that. But that's the thing. Once you start doing this more often around your area, you'll know which restaurants are like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I walked into a McDonald's one night. I went to go see a movie with my with my middle daughter, the one that likes Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you went to McDonald's to see a movie? Was it Mac and Me? No, <laughs> I went to McDonald's after the movie. So it was it was like late, and they were like, "Oh, you have to go through the drive through Dude, the Uber the Uber Eats guy walks right by me. He goes, "Hey, follow me." We go in the <laughs> side door, and they have his order right there waiting for him. And all of a sudden, I'm inside, and they're like, "They have to take my order." I'm like, "Nice." Oh, that guy knows what's up. <laughs> very nice um so yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's kind of it so far i'm I'm sure i will have some stories but uh i've only done uh five deliveries so far so in in a week's time so it'll it'll come <laughs> now are you doing it after your normal work shift or during the weekend uh so um what i do because i i have to drop my children off at school um i could either go into work a half hour early or I could try to make some money. So I do it before work. Um, and, and today's actually was perfect because it was like I had to pick up something just off the highway that it take to get to work and deliver it literally three blocks away from my work. And I was like, well, I'm already have to do this driving anyway, so I'm fucking good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, then Friday of last week I had a little time because everyone else in my job was gone for the day, and I'm like, I'm not going to be the last person in this fucking building. So, or I was going to be, but I'm like, I'm not going to be the last person in this building for the last half hour here. So then I just fucking did one then. So it's pretty much like whenever I can find time. Um, I, I have the app running like during uh, during lunch hours, but uh, in, in the city that I work in, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, so I haven't had anything yet, but it's like, well, I can, I'm salary, so I can leave work, you know, when I want to kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so I kind of, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, if I get something, I'll just take my lunch break because I fucking yeah. you know, eat my lunch through working anyways. Um, but yeah, so nothing so far. But one of these times, I used to I used to pop Uber on. I was an Uber driver driving home from work at night just to see if what would happen. I got a couple of dings. I got one one dude who apparently did not know about C and J fuck trailways and had me take him from the uh, truck stop that was near my old house. To fucking South Station. Ooh, that was a good tab. That was a very good tab. <laughs> I was gonna say, at least you got, got home. Got home a little late that night. I'm sure. So we have some wrestling to talk about. Wrestling. Uh, so first off, uh, we got a little bit of news, um, and we wanted to start, or at least I wanted to start. By discussing Ring of Honor. Certainly the biggest story of the week. Yeah. So, 
Ring of Honor announced on their Twitter that they are not going to be running any more events uh, through the end of the year. So the official statement that they said, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were un- we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. Uh, we now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning to a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we, we appreciate their loyalty and their patience as we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So, that doesn't say a lot. Yeah. Other than for the first couple of months of next year, ROH isn't going to technically exist. Um, so, we got a, a lot more information um, from different sources. But essentially, the entire roster was told, hey, at the end of uh, this year, which obviously is only a month and a half away, um, you guys are all free agents. Like, you're, you're all, all your contracts are done. Um, now, the things that we have heard is that ROH plans to return to being an independent promotion, uh, which means, of course, that they will be doing paper appearance contracts and will not, not have anybody under written contracts anymore. So um, for people who don't know, um, in for instance, AEW has uh, a mix of written contracts and paper appearance contracts. So somebody like Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and the Bucks, they are all under written contracts, which means that they are not allowed to go and be on whatever TV show that they want. Um, and they are allowed to take outside bookings, but they have to kind of clear it with AEW or get their permission for it. Uh, the other people that are on like the paper appearance guys, like, you know, well, before he just recently got signed, but uh, Fuego Del Sol, Daniel Garcia, and stuff like that, they work for AEW, but they could easily show up on. WWE TV tomorrow because they're not signed to an exclusive deal. There's no no compete clauses or anything like that. And they could go pretty much wherever they wanted to as long as they uh, respect their dates that they're signed for. Basically uh, extras. Yeah, exactly. Well, like Anthony Green. He can he can work yes. anywhere. Yeah. Point. So anybody who, who has Basically, the... If, if you see a guy on AEW TV and there hasn't been a post on AEW's Twitter saying so-and-so is all elite, Perfect. they're on a paper appearance. Yep. <laughs> Perfect, yeah, perfect example much. of it. Yep, that's that is no, not pretty much. That's exactly it. That is no, that's true. That's 100% true. Those those are are saved for just the people who are under written contracts. Now, obviously, their contracts are a little bit different from WWE's because they still allow like Moxley to go work for New Japan and and GCW and things like that. Whereas WWE is like, you are a written talent under us. You cannot do anything without our approval. Um, so ROH ha- was doing. Uh, the, hey, we've got a bunch of guys who are under written contracts, and we've got some people who are under paper appearance deals. 
it sounds like they're going to go completely away from any written contracts. So they're going to be very much like any of your local independent shows where um, they're going to, anybody who holds their title is going to be under a paper appearance deal where it's like, you are making these set amount of dates to make sure that you're not going to disappear with our championship belt. Um, but it's probably going to make it that a lot of these title reigns in ROH are going to be shorter simply because of who's available and things like that. Um, and obviously it also makes it where, you know, um, you're not going to have as many like sustained storylines as you've been having too, because you're bringing a guy, you're, you're most likely going to be like, Hey, we're going to do this show here in Baltimore. Let's grab a couple of guys who are local to the Maryland scene and bring them in for this show only. Cause maybe they'll bring in some, you know, some gate kind of thing. So you're going to see a lot more of like a revolving door in terms of ROH. Um, this obviously would be much like how they originally were before they kind of uh, got purchased by Sinclair and, and, you know, put on TV regularly. Um, so I wanted to discuss some things, but first, um, Adam, you are, are familiar with ROH, um, right? You're much more familiar with ROH than Sal would say he is, right? No, I don't I know about that. I think it's the other way around. Sal and I also both have the same issue where Nesson says it would be airing ROH at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday and you'd tune in and be fucking Charlie Moore outdoors. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> um, before we get into what I was going to do, I need to go quickly take care of something. So Sal and Adam are going to talk a little bit about ROH, and I'll be right back. Okay. So I have to ask you because you might be. Um, oh, we're getting we're getting echo off of Troy. Okay. Troy. Really? Ugh. Anyway. That seems better. So. I have to ask you because I'm not 100% familiar. Is there a rumor out there that ROH is done, that they're going to actually shut down for good? Like, this is all... Because I don't know if that's true. Is there is there a rumor out there, though? Not that I've seen. Okay. I saw a lot of the same things Troy was talking about, where I was talking about, like, when it comes back and what they'll... You know, when it comes back, it'll be more uh, indie-based, you know, trying to bring in top indie names and, and kind of focus more on that as opposed to uh, being an actual, I don't want to say top tier, but you know what I mean. Kind of. Well, I mean the original ROH was that. Sure. Um, that's. I mean, and I and I saw that on the Punk documentary. Uh, it was a place for the top indie guys in the country to get together and do a couple like pay per view shows, or or like couple of fucking Gates in Philly or whatever. You know what I mean? It was never supposed to be like a. A company with contracted guys, exclusivity deals. You know what I mean? Right. And then the elite showed up. Well, they got picked up by. Well, I was say, they got purchased by City Player, which is you know has. It wasn't strategy. just the elite that showed up that did. No, I mean to be honest, the company that was Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness. Uh, I mean that got replaced with. The Briscoes, but then also people like Jay Lethal, who I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, 
But it went back and forth. You had the Bucks over there a bunch of times. When they weren't in PWG, they were in ROH. That's how I first found out. No, that's not true. I first found out about the Bucks when they were Generation Me on fucking TNA. <laughs> that's the first time I ever heard of the Young Bucks. And that was, what, 2012, 14, something like that? It was a long time ago. But, I mean, the problem is, ever since the pandemic, ROH has been... Dude, I, I haven't heard anything about them. They don't run shows. Right. Like you said, they don't run live shows. So, kind yeah, of, they weren't, I don't they weren't, know. They weren't doing anything. My, Like I said, I haven't watched. I haven't tried to watch the programming in years. My biggest takeaway was the same thing Jason's complained about in the past, where they seem to have storylines, but they don't seem to have any continuity. Because the pay-per-views don't follow the t- the TV storylines, which is weird. And, yeah, so it was it was. I had a very hard time when I could watch it when it wasn't preempted or or put in a weird time slot that my DVR didn't fucking know about. Um, I had a hard time getting invested in the product because I just did. There's nothing there to grab me because nothing seemed to have any kind of the meaning behind it or, or matter at all. Yeah, that's why I had to stop, you know, doing dishonorable discharge because it was literally just like this. It's just matches. <laughs> like there's no well, storylines the going on. And ROH originally, when it was really starting at red hot, was supposed to be the best pure wrestling mm-hmm. in the world. That was right. like when Brian Danielson was there, right? Yeah. Um, but then in the past few years. There's other companies that have wrestling that's just as good. There's New Japan. And then they start losing all their their stars. I mean, even when you go back to, like, Tyler Black and um, Nigel McGuinness, like, there was a lot. And then what was ROH after the pandemic hit? They were, you know... I know Lethal was still there. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, they... They were. They had a couple of their guys hanging around, but they they kind of got cut it. And that's that's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about. So, um, people obviously wanted to try to throw around blame for why was this happening to ROH. Um, for whatever reason, most people didn't just chalk it up to Sinclair are terrible at their jobs, <laughs> like, or that they the didn't main care. I figure. Yeah. Um, now, yes, them turning around and, and paying everybody through the pandemic was uh, a, a really good thing that they did, and they didn't have to do that, but they did. Um, but, of course, now you kind of ask, like, what's stopping you now? Because everything else has opened up enough that you could be running shows. Yes, you'd be running shows with a smaller gate than you'd be having before, but you'd still be you know, doing something and they still had a TV deal, you know, so they were still bringing in advertising money and stuff like that. So were they, them, were they producing new television? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. whole year they were producing new yep. television. Yeah. They had like an so empty, weird. empty arena thing or. Yep. They were doing the empty arena thing. Um, they had the entire women of honor, like rebrand of that, um, oh, yeah. you know, and that tournament and stuff like that. So yeah, they were creating new content. So there is a question on that, but um, yeah, a lot of people wanted to throw out there like, here's WWE destroying another independent promotion, stuff like that. So I wanted to... Now, 
I don't think that the blame is on either WWE or, or AEW. But I did want to take a look at um, ROH, Impact, and MLW, which are kind of the the big three there uh, after AEW and WWE. And I wanted to look at how many people have the, have, have those companies lost in just the past two years and where they went to. And so the, this is, I, I, I looked at the rosters from December 2018, which was the last month before AEW existed. Okay? Now, you can, you can easily turn around and say, well, WWE has been taking people from these promotions for years and stuff like that. True, they have been. But it was, uh, you know... A guy here, a guy there, you know, maybe two guys this year, maybe there. And there's obviously there's such a long. So it's like, okay, well, let's just look at um, from December 2018 until now, like how many of those people are now working for these other two companies? So 2018, ROH roster, right? So we're looking at 2018's ROH roster. Sal. How many yeah. how many people do you think WWE signed from ROH that were in ROH in 2018? WWE? Yes. 2018. I was... There's probably some tag teams in there, too. All right, let's go with 10. Adam. First number that popped into my head was 14. Okay. Three. Three. Karen okay. Q. Karen, Karen Q. Q. Kushida. Yeah. Punishment Martinez, who's not Damien Kushida Priest. Wasn't, Kushida wasn't even in. Yes, he was. Uh, I thought he was in New Japan. He was working. Uh, he was on a, a working deal with ROH. He did oh, a couple fine. of those. I consider, I consider WWE poaching that from New Japan. I don't even consider that ROH. You know, no, I get your point. That's only three. That's crazy considering there was one there was one WrestleMania a couple of years ago where I think 10 of the guys were former ROH guys yeah but former ROH guys that some of them didn't even work in the company at the same time you oh, know that's true it's just like no, a, WWE yeah. is good though they they get the best ROH guys like look at Priest he's the United mm-hmm. States champion yeah so how many here's another story but that's a shit gimmick well you know what it is what it is so right. AW so in in 2018 AEW has have taken these people from ROH. Ready? Okay. Trent, Brandy Rhodes, okay. Britt Baker, Christopher Daniels, Chuck Taylor, Cody Rhodes, Colt Cabana, Hangman Page, Luchasaurus, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, QT Marshall, and Scorpio Sky. Thirteen. Thirteen to three. <laughs> yeah, but WWE already had a vast roster. They didn't need to uh, right, gut right. ROH. You know what I but mean? But that's they the thing. Pick. That's why they cherry pick. Right, but that's 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 kind of the thing that everyone likes to do. Oh, WWE is ruining the news of it. It's like, yeah, that's the thing though, is that they're cherry picking. If it wasn't for AEW, ROH losing those three guys, no big fucking deal. They got a, they got a large enough roster, you know. 
But losing 13 people in a month <laughs> hurts like hell. The thing is, you a new company in 2019. That's when AEW started. You got to find wrestlers, right? Like that's, you got to sign people. But that's what I'm. But that's what I'm talking about, though. You know. I think you hit it on the head when you said the reason ROH got in this position is because of who owns them. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But it doesn't help any that they did lose a ton of their talent to AEW. Now, no. um, just looking at some of the other ones here, just, just for fun. Um, <laughs> people love to talk about how much WWE loves Impact Wrestling, right? Uh, so this this one is a little a little more fun than the 13 to 3. This is a little closer. Uh, how many people do you think that AEW, not AEW, sorry, that WWE took from Impact uh, from 2018 until now? I'm going to say that's eight. At least eight. Adam? But I'm going to go with eight. I was going to say six. It's eight. <laughs> Good job. It's eight. Uh, yeah. De- uh, Dez, uh, Eli Drake, Johnny Impact, Killer Cross, yep. Scarlet, Taya Valkyrie, yep. Trevor Lee, and Wentz. Yep. Uh, Des yep. and Wentz, of course, are Nash Carter and, and Wesley. Eli Drake is uh, L.A. Knight. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. I believe you mean La Knight. La Knight. Yes. La Knight. Uh, how many? How many people? Now, th- this was a little bit more difficult for me because... Ilian's in the chat trying to give Sal a big head. Mm-hmm. Sal being right, as always. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. He'll get... He'll get he'll... Thank, you. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for joining us, Andy. Uh, okay, so... So, AEW, how many people do you think that they took from Impact? Adam. <laughs> I was thinking... Uh, not having not having watched Impact in what feels like twenty five years. Uh, nine. Okay, so uh, fourteen. Twelve. Pretty close for both of you. Uh, right. Brian Cage, the Bunny, <laughs> Diamante, uh, Don Callis, the- Ethan Page. Uh, Phoenix, Kira Hogan, Eddie Kingston, Matt Seidel, Ortiz, Santana, and Penta. Penta's a weird... Penta and Phoenix are weird ones, though, because they were there exclusively for three months, but then they also were in Japan, they were in ROH, they were in Mexico... Yeah, so um, so the other other one I'm going to talk about MLW. They do also show up there. Um, again, yeah. this, I, I'm ju- I was just looking at the people that were on the roster in 2018 and who are now oh, sure. on these no, rosters here. Just think, so I was just that just yeah. uh, MLW. I take, I, yes, I take a I take a very slight issue with I think your phrasing using the word taken because it's oh, not like sure. yeah, it's not like they swooped in, stuffed them in a burlap sack, and right. shuffled them off to Jacksonville. Like, you know, mm-hmm. contracts were up and offers were made, but no, they only did that back in the seventies when they wanted to get somebody from one territory yeah. to another. Yeah, no, this is a hundred percent their contracts. What do you think happened to Dino Bravo. Yeah, this is a hundred percent their contracts were up. And and these companies turned around and signed them. ROH having fucking sixteen people 
whose contract expired at the end of 2018. Not a good thing. Probably should stagger those a little bit more. <laughs> at least with at least with WWE, it's like, yeah, this guy's contract ends in November. This guy's contract ends in January. Like they stagger their shit so that they don't have a gigantic fucking exodus like that. You know, impact the same way. Like the you know, most of these guys they run calendar year contracts, so you can turn around in 2019 and just fucking grab. Uh, MLW, which is a little bit different of a case, I know, because most of these guys are kind of paper appearance guys, stuff like that. But how many people that were working for MLW now work for AEW? AEW? Yes. Two. I have no idea who works for who would have worked for MLW in the first place. Right. So I can't think of anybody, but I'm sure there was somebody, but I just can't think of it. This, this, I don't Eleven. Oh, my God. So again, this is. I only put this in here because because I I looked at this and I was like, those people work for that company. But here you go. Right. Uh, MJF. Yeah, I remember that. Jimmy Havoc. I, uh, Penta. <laughs> Brian. Get Pil- that guy at Staples. Yes. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Fenix. Joey Janela. Yeah, that makes sense. Jay- <laughs> Jake Hager, <laughs> uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, Marco Stunt, and Ariel Monroe, who is now, of course, Big Swole. Let me send huh. Marco Stunt back. Yeah, right. Uh, how I was going to say a few of those people worked for Evolve, too. But anyway, yeah. How many, how, many, how many people worked for MLW in 2018 now work for WWE? Zero. One. <laughs> Six. Who? MVP. Oh. John. Like a one pay-per-view appearance in MLW. John Hennigan. Uh, DJZ, who is now uh, Joaquin Wild. Matt Riddle. Who, uh, who created the original Ring of Honor logo. Yes, he did. That, we learned that this Matt week. Riddle. Matt Riddle. Yeah. No, Walking Wild. Yeah. Uh, no, I Bo- know that. No. Yeah. When I'm talking about Matt, I can't believe Matt Riddle was in MLW. Yeah, apparently was. Uh, Davy Boy Smith, who does technically work for WWE, even though he has not made an appearance yet. Yeah. And, and he's for 20 years. And a, a gentleman by the name of Garza Jr., who is now, of course, known as Angel Garza. Just to bring this one to a fun close, Sal, how yeah. many how many people worked for WWE in 2018 that now work for AEW? <laughs> um, uh, 74. <laughs> nice. I was I was gonna say 25 is an exaggerated guess. No, you know, 25 would probably be an accurate guess. Come up with 74. Dude, I can name twenty of them off the top of my head if you'd like. Well, Chicago. Well, I can go ahead and name you twenty-nine people who worked 29. for WWE. <laughs> uh, they are as follows: Adam Cole, uh, A-lister Black, Andrade. This is an alphabetical order, too. Yes. <laughs> Art- Arturo Huas, Big Show. I saw him on, on Dark this week. Uh, What's his name? Card for Dark this week. Uh, Tiger Ruas. Tiger Ruas is his name now. Uh, Bobby. Tiger. Yeah, Bobby Fish. 
Cesar Baloney, Chase, Par- yeah. Chase Parker, Christian, uh, Brian Bryanson, da- Dash Wilder. Uh, for some reason, my phone put his name as Carl Anders, uh, but technically <laughs> Carl Anderson. <laughs> uh, Leo Rush, Luke Gallows, Matt Martin. Did the Good Brothers actually sign with AEW? I thought they were just with Impact and just floating around. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. The oh, Good that, Brothers are actually Oh, don't. Impact. Don't split hairs. They appeared on more episodes than half the fucking AEW roster did. <laughs> True, but they didn't leave WWE to go to AEW. They left no. WWE and they signed with Impact. Oh, no, but they'll be there in a month because I'm sure their their contract ends at the end of the year. Matt, Matt Martell, Ruby Riot, Rusev, Santana Garrett, Scott Dawson, Tainara Conti, Tony Nice, Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Goldust, Harper, Matt Hardy, Aaron Solo, and Anthony Green. Aaron Solo? Yeah. When the fuck did he sign? He, yeah. Did he? Yep. I didn't even know that. I just knew he was Bailey's boyfriend. Yeah, he, that's, why, that's why he had a cup of coffee on the next day. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic, and then he was signed. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was signed uh, to a development deal for a little bit before he was released. Because was, his, was his name in in the Cruiserweight Classic, Aaron Sola? Yeah, it was uh, it was Aaron Duo. <laughs> yes, his name is Aaron. I am just to be confusing. Yes. Anyway, that's a shitload of people. That is a shitload of people. <laughs> but they, but they don't want a shitload of people. They got but, thirteen from ROH. They got like thirty from. W- oh, and by the way, WWE then released maybe eighty more people. And they still have a full fucking... They fired roster. everybody. Everybody. Um, yeah, Aaron Solo is his real name, by the way. So that's that's why he would he was named you know Aaron Solo. I mean? like thir- think about how vast the WWE roster was like before they did all these releases. Yeah, just just remember that list that I gave you was people that were employed with the company in 2018 that are not, that are now there. Um, that's not counting the couple of people who were employed starting in 2019, were fired within the year, and are not AEW. <laughs> Which right. is growing, uh, and the, by all accounts, that number is going to keep growing because they just love their ex WWE guys. Even though Cody says they don't want to blow up their roster with ex WWE guys. Um. Anyway, what ended up happening with Tony Nese? Is he actually signed, or is he just on an appearance thing? Oh no, he's he's signed. He's all elite. Yep, he's all elite, oh, and and he and his big debut match was dark. What a waste of money! I don't care if you paid him two thousand dollars. It was a waste of money. I look, I, I understand that that they're in their mind, dark and dark elevation are like important shows, but in the fans' mind, when you bring in a guy and then you have his debut match be on one of the YouTube shows, it's just like, why the fuck would I care about this guy? Okay. <laughs> and speaking of, and to that end. I'm sorry, but I can understand going out and signing an ex WWE guy like Brian Danielson. But why would you throw money at Tony Nice? Like that's not gonna do anything for your well, locker room or ratings or fucking merch or anything. So you you know what they say about Tony Khan? He spent a lot of money. Spent a lot of money. Yeah, and keep spending it. Because he just has it, apparently. He loved, He fucking loves it, dude. He just loves buying all these ex-WWE guys. Yeah. Just, picture, just picture the face behind Troy, but going, Papa, yeah. may I have another check? 
I mean, they yeah. they signed they signed Bobby Fish, the least charismatic member of the Undisputed Era. <laughs> that could have been a favorite Adam Cole, though. You mean QAnon on supporter Bobby Fish? But yeah. but is there a reason why he's been on more episodes of Dynamite than a black person has the past three weeks? <laughs> a single one? No, <laughs> even a mildly brown person. Yeah, that's too. That's um, the ridiculous thing. By all means, if you want to sign Bobby Fish because you, you want him to hang out with Adam Cole, that's fine. Have him hang out on Dark. There's no <laughs> reason why he needs to be on Rampage and Dynamite and every episode of Dynamite since he signed. I, I think they're trying to make him a thing. I can't take him seriously because every time they try to make someone a thing, it doesn't work. Like Daniel Garcia, who we've not heard from in like four weeks. As far as Dynamite and Rampage go. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. That's what AEW does. They have this huge, like... Okay, even somebody like Tony Nese. Okay, that that was crazy that they would debut him on Dark. But... After they, putting him in the crowd on Dynamite, they're like, look, it's the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. I know. You, but, you call, but the you thing call is, Tony Nese the hottest free agent. I know. They actually said that on their uh-huh. show. Do you know anything about anything? <laughs> no, in fact, Jim Ross doesn't even know who Tony Nese is. He's just <laughs> reading the card. <laughs> but anyway, the point yeah, that's, is uh, that's easy, fella. The point is that uh, I think Tony Khan just likes to do to, to sign people at this point. He doesn't even give a fuck if they're good. Tony's just collecting his action figures. Pretty much. Also, Bobby Fish, um I, I think they're trying to make him a thing. I just don't like he's gonna I don't know. I'm not gonna say he's gonna he can't fight Malachi Black because Malachi Black's a heel. But like, it's it's almost the same thing, right? Like this striking, kickboxing type of Muay Thai fighter. Isn't that what Bobby Fish's gimmick is now? Pretty much. And he wears a mouth guard, mouth guard with shark teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I I digress. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so speaking of our All Elite boss, one Mr. Jonathan Moxley uh, has a brand spanking new book out, simply titled Mox. Mox. We have a couple of uh, excerpts. Excerpts? We have a couple couple of paragraphs. Yep. Um... So it is an autobiography by our Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is an autobiography, um, and he decided not to have anyone ghostwrite it, um, which was a great show when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> it was. Oh, it doesn't was. hold. It doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. It's terrible. It does not hold up. No, I, I watched it again recently. I was like, wow. One, it's creepy as fuck. That's these, like these children cannot act. No, they can't. Um, but, uh, also you're just like, okay, so it's, it's just like a flying blob that writes. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, it's a little fucked. It's a little fucked up. It does not work 21 or mm-hmm. 31 years later. KT in the chat. If Bobby fish becomes anything in AEW, all you'll think about is how much fish could Bobby fish fry. If Bobby fish could fry fish, KT get the fuck out of my head. Cause that's all <laughs> I was thinking the entire time they were talking about Bobby fish. Nice. Um, also, uh, Nini, you're taking a, a shower? Hot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, an, an excerpt from hey. Mox. Third time's the charm. 
<laughs> I'm not going to do a Moxie impression, although I could. Please don't. I'm not going to, though. I had nothing even close to heat. I was once one of the most popular performers in all of WWE, and now I was lost in the ring in front of confused or apathetic audiences. I was fucking dead in the water. By the way, he swears a he lot. He swears so much. Yeah. I um, mean, I can relate. Okay. Yeah. Can you can we put a can we put a, a music bed under this? Just play Wild Thing very quietly. No. <laughs> can we do his original AW song, which was so much better? Can we do Dean Ambrose's theme song? Uh, can we uh, can we please do Dean Ambrose's theme song? <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounded like ESPN. Yeah. Uh, irreconcilable. A dog to be taken up back and shot. And I knew it. I was fully aware of it, though every through every slow and excruciating second, yet my ob- objections went ignored or refuted. Like that movie where the guy is still awake but paralyzed during open-heart surgery. By the way, he writes like he does promos. It is very clear that that is just the way he talks. <laughs> yep. If you sat through any of my segments on TV during this uh, time frame, you know what I'm talking about, unless you blocked it from your memory. If you thought you were confused, imagine what it was like being me. Shit, at least you had a remote control. I couldn't just turn the channel on my life. I was in a living hell. Gee, it's fun reminiscing. Yes, a living hell where you met your wife, <laughs> knocked her up, got made a millionaire. Living hell. Uh, I wasn't just depressed, I was angry. I w- it's not like I don't like money. I don't want things to be this way. Why do they have to make it impossible? Why does everything have to be so fucking stupid? They're really going to make me walk away from all this money, aren't they? They can't just write one good angle. Let me cut one good fucking promo. Fuck, I can't believe it's come to this. There was a time I thought I'd be a lifer for it with WWE. But this whole place has gone fucking mad. And I feel like I'm the only one who can see it. Bunch of motherfuckers just playing violins while the ship sinks and Vince continues to lose his mind. Fuck them. I'm just going to go to Japan or something, I tell Renee, while sipping on my third stiff drink. I'm telling you, April 13th, I'm fucking done. I had been talking about leaving for months, and my mind was made up, lo- was long made up. But when I was in a bad mood or three drinks in, I would feel the need to reaffirm it for some reason, as if I suspected she didn't believe me. So again, former world champion, <laughs> huge long-reigning U.S. champion, super sad. Uh, also, if you do get the book, there is a black-and-white picture of Renee Young topless, although it is edited in it, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, so that's that's one thing that we picked out of it. Here's another. <laughs> if I had gone there and been an asshole, why didn't he? Oh, sorry. This this is all about Kevin Dunn, by the way. Uh, everyone, I was, I was hoping I was hoping you'd have the Kevin Dunn excerpt. Everyone knows uh, how we feel on on the Bucktooth bitch, but uh, here is what Moxley thinks who about has, who is who has ruined WWE television. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> if I had gone in there and been an asshole, why didn't he just say "fuck you"? Then you're being an asshole. No, he let me go start through. Shaking, start shaking your webcam for no reason. Yep. No, he let me go through the whole song and dance while being completely phony, pretending to accept my apology, pretending it was all good and we were friends. And five minutes later, this little cunt rat goes right to the rest of the office and says, "I don't give a sufficient. I didn't give a sufficient apology and whatever other bullshit he probably said about me behind my back, no less." <sighs> This dickless motherfucker, and it was 48 hours later. <laughs> Why didn't you just call me on the phone right when it happened and say, fuck you, we're all mad at you, and if you do it again, you're fired. 
That would have been easy to understand. Instead, I got summoned to the secret castle to meet the magical king wizard who lives in the in the truck and controls the universe to beg for forgiveness. What are all these stupid little games? The reality in a place like WWE is that one comment, one little seed planted by a guy in Kevin Dunn's position can be extremely detrimental to someone's future there. That's a lot of power, and power breeds ego. Connecticut, old rich boys club ego. I've heard all kinds of stories about that guy messing with people's careers, but this isn't that kind of book. So if I should say this dude is a fuckbag. Maybe this is what kind of book. No, no, but for real. Don't even get me started on, no, no, this is not that kind of book. Fuck Kevin Dunn. <laughs> so, as much as I as I will sit there and make fucking pouty face whenever somebody goes, I'm so, so upset that I'm getting made a millionaire and meeting my wife, I 100% back him slamming that piece of shit Kevin Dunn, because he's 100% correct. Kevin Dunn is in a position that all he has to do is just be like, no, you know what I heard? Fuck squirrels. And that person's career is done. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Needless to say, this book seems like it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. to Dave Meltzer, but someone's a squirrel. <laughs> All right. So, no, I agree with you, Troy. This, this definitely seems like an interesting book. Um, I, I understand there's a... Uh, two ways of thinking about anybody who leaves WWE and, and shits on them on the way out. However, there are certain names that we have heard for years, especially recently. Kevin Dunn, John Laronitis, Bruce Pritchard. And, you know, when they say bad things about the company or Vince, I can't really agree with them because you know what you signed up for. But those three fuckbags... Yeah, fuck them. Like, they they definitely do ruin a lot of shit. Yeah. See, and, and like I said, I've always taken the stance of, yes, there are certain people that if they get on the mic and they say, I got fucked over or I didn't get a chance, I will go, yes, preach, brother. You know? There are a lot of people, though, who do get up on the mic and bitch and moan, and I go, what the fuck are you upset about? You know? And largely in AEW, I just want people to shut the fuck up and do something new, you know? So when they sit there, like, Punk continues to, one, be in a fucking interview segment every week, but two, he doesn't say anything. He just fucking blathers. And he does his little, like, shots at AEW or at WWE, and it's just like, but he now he's so inconsistent because now. We, you know, I, I shared in the host thread some of the comments he was making about, like, the people returning and, and maining Rets WrestleMania, and now suddenly that's not something that he would want to do? Bullshit. <laughs> that's a, That was one of the main reasons that you got pissed off and left us. You kept fucking harping about the fact that, it, you know. But, yeah, if somebody like Chelsea Green, even if she is fucking batshit insane, turns around and says, yeah, it was bullshit, I didn't get a chance. Yeah, 100%, you didn't get a chance. No problem. I agree with you. You know, uh, not that he ever would, but Anthony Green would be another person who, if he turned around and said, yeah, it was bullshit, I'd be like, yeah, it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know? Because it was. But when fucking Chris motherfucking Jericho goes around, you know, the guy who is would have been if he had been in the fucking Hall of Fame already in WWE, and was oh, the mean, first... 
The first ever undisputed champion? Yeah, the first ever undisputed champion, multi-time world champion, multi-time intercontinental champion, Grand Slam champion, stuff like that. When he bitches about it, it's just like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> so, so he's Rock the, and Stone Cold on the same night? Yeah. Here's the problem. I, I think there are... There's so many people that leave WWE, whether they continue at a different wrestling company or not, that will complain mm-hmm. on their way out the door because they just got fucking fired. Right. You know what I mean? There are some people that continue to complain years after they left, like Punk, yeah, like like John Moxley. The thing with John Moxley. Um, I've never in my life, and Adam, I've watched wrestling a long time. You know this. Troy, you've watched it a long time, too. Have you ever seen anybody leaving a company that got the send-off that Dean Ambrose got? No. Dude, they gave him, like, seven <laughs> fucking reunion shows. Right, yeah, and that's that's the thing. is now. What's that, The Shield's Last Stand? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. It's like... People will be like, "Oh, well, you know, he look. They made him. They made him fucking lose." It's like yeah, everybody does. Like that's what that, you do. That's what you do. That it's that's not. It's do. not just a WWE thing. Like that's what you do. Is you go out on your back, you know. And but of course, people who don't know now, obviously, all of this stuff is coming up because it's an autobiography. It's right. not him sitting there and going on fucking AW and bitch nerd like that. No, so I have no problem if, if, with him doing a book and, and airing his stuff because that's what a book is about, you know. That's exactly it's an autobiography. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It, but that's 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 where it's like that's the perfect place for it. That's where it belongs. Shoot interviews on YouTube. Go ahead. Books. Go ahead. When it's on a fucking uh, on a different wrestling show complaining about another wrestling show that's when i have an issue with it because it's like i don't care i'm not watching them right now i'm watching you and i want to see what you are doing i don't want to hear about shit that happened in the past with you unless it happened in the past on the fucking show you're on you know if you're talking about a year ago fucking kenny omega broke my leg that's storytelling if you're talking about two years ago wb oh i asked for my release and they gave it to me i don't give a fuck (laughs) do something new like no, you're not wrong. I'm you're trying, not fucking wrong at all. I'm trying yeah. to remember, and it could just be the ADD. <laughs> has has Moxley done Fed Bad on Dynamite? He's uh, off the top of my head. I don't believe so. I, I don't believe, think so either. I no, believe that there there may be one or two times that he's maybe made like reference to working for them, but I don't. Off the top of my head, I can't recall anything that was, like, egregious. It's not like Eddie Kingston I mean, going I mean, out there and fucking fuck, bitching about WB winning. Go ahead. For fuck's sake, he's still cutting S.H.I.E.L.D. promos, so. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. In front of a chain link fence. Yeah. No, he's not sitting there and claiming that I haven't been a professional wrestling wrestler for the past five years. <laughs> he's not doing that shit, you know? And, yeah, he's he's largely, it's it's about the current, current feud he's in, which right now is none. He's not in a feud, but <laughs> but no, neither is ninety five percent of the roster, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, so no, no, that's like I said, that's at that's least my he's biggest in the tournament. Thing. At least he's going to be in the finals of the tournament. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that's kind of obvious. So um, if he uh, that kind of transitions, I, I, I'm not going to transition out. But just a side note, if he beats the living shit out of Orange Cassidy and leaves him like a bloody heap, do you think he'll get booed? 
not by me because I don't like Orange Cassidy, but <laughs> no, but but by by the AEW faithful who hilariously turned on Cody, and we'll talk about that later. Um, I don't know. He did. He, he didn't get booed against Ten, and they're one of the hottest acts in AEW he right didn't get, now. He didn't get booed against Ten, but he definitely well. See, that's the thing. I feel like they we got a one more time chant against Ten. Like they wanted him to hit the. the I must said dirty deeds. They wanted him to hit the paradigm shift again. Yeah. So she was. My biggest issue with the match against Ten is that I blinked and it was over. Yeah. Like well, he fucking tore him apart. He ripped his fucking mask off. He left him a bloody mess. The dude's three seats down had to get up and leave the go out the aisle again, and I fucking stood up and then it was over. Oh, that's and, right. And, he was there. And, and Ten was somehow bleeding. You were there. You were yeah. at Dynamite in Boston. Well, and. and I know they were trying to make it like a, a shoot, but it's like, yeah, there's a reason why he was wearing his old mask and not his new mask. Yeah. Clearly that was, the, it was like, they're trying to make it seem like Moxley is like intentionally hurting him. It's just like, no, clearly you talk to him and be like, beat the fuck out of me and turn my mask. No ill will, no ill will to 10, but clearly that's why 10 was in the tournament. Yes. Well, yes, yes. of course. But because nobody's going, two. oh, world title contender 10. Right. But round two, if he beats the shit out of a fan favorite like Orange Cassidy, I'm wondering if the fans will actually boo. Will the heel turn work? Or do they just cheer louder because they love John Moxley kicking the shit out of people? I mean, <clears throat> that crowd, or most AW crowds, are uh, just people who love everything thrown at them. So it's sort of hard to, you know, to figure out how they're going to react to things, but we'll see. Um,. But it does kind of kind of bring me to to something else. So me, I'm a person who I tend to want storytelling in my matches and storylines in in my matches. You know, I am not a huge fan of when a company just kind of puts random people together in a match just to have a match. Um, and that is very much what AEW does. They, they, I'm, yes. I'm okay with stuff like that as long as if there's like extracurriculars that involve some sort of storyline. Okay. But yeah, because oh, we talked about this on the AEW rundown many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. How why mostly complaining about how everything on everything on WB is a is a rematch at this point. Yeah. Uh, why can't you just put two guys in the ring together? And yeah, now that AEW is doing that all the time, it's like, oh, because it's fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I need I need stakes in my in uh, and not United States, but I need I need some stakes in my wrestling matches because otherwise you, it is you're just you like also need weights. Yes, I need some stakes and weights. Um. Yeah. You know what's uh, fucking crazy about that though? Like I feel in of all companies, right? I feel like the 90s version of WCW, like Nitro and stuff, they did a good mix of that. You'd have a lot of random fights, like especially for the TV or the Cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. but then you always had like stories, too. Yeah. Like, why is Lex Luger chasing after Arn Anderson? You know, something like that. Yeah. But they had like a good mix. Yeah, but also... I, I think uh, the other issue that I'm, I'm having with AEW right now is the time given to those random matches. See, right. well, that's true too. 
MJF going up against Bryce fucking Donovan was a what thirty second match. That's fine. Yep. You know, it it's it's a match that's there just to put fucking MJF over. CM Punk going twelve minutes with Bobby Fish. I don't fucking need man. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's nothing attached to this. I already know what's going to happen at the end of it, and like. It's just like, that's a lot of fucking time to devote to something that just has nothing behind it, you know? The main event that that you got to watch. The Dark Order versus the Elite. These, other than, yes, I get, at the end, there was the fucking uh, Steve Puff to Marshmallow Man reveal it about that. But the match before all of that happened was just like, why do I fucking care? Like, why do I care that the elite are fighting the Dark Order? It's, you know... Oh, and that, no, and no, that's no, the main no, event. It's better, it's better than that. It's not only, why do I care? It's, no, you don't care because we're going to make this a fucking joke. Yeah. And they're going to get beat up with their proton packs. And, dude, I was, like, not that mad at dynamite until the main event and i was like yay hangman like who gives a fuck by that point i'm so done with the fucking bullshit in the ring because it's notes two notes on that match Mm -hmm. Uh, three minutes into it i learned i leaned over to my friend who i'd gone to the show with john i was like that's uh that's hangman the marshmallow suit Mm mm-hmm and the possible the the highlight the highlight of that match which i don't know if it was on tv or not but the highlight of that match was adam page completely unable to get the marshmallow suit off yeah yeah so yeah that uh the show that you got to watch like yeah the the first two matches were kind of whatever guevara versus page was great Um, i liked it she she versus deeb was like yep those are the women that can work and guess what? They're oh. putting on a great match. <laughs> I have a question for you about that match because I mm-hmm. knew you were going to bring that up. Um, I feel like they're doing some good. They're doing some good storytelling with that. It's over though, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if it continues. Like, yes, one advanced yeah, tournament, she'd, but maybe she'd have, she'd have finally got her cable ace award. It was it was literally last last time she was on was like she's at nineteen and wins. She can she's got to beat Serena Deeb and and she gets it. She lost. But then the very next match she had, she got it. So it's like, that was it. It was a two-week storyline. What if Serena attacks her and costs her the spot in the tournament? If she does, at least it's something. Right. Then yes. But if she doesn't, then it's just going to be like, oh, that was just yeah. time filler, you and, know? And they, they've definitely yeah. done that a bunch. And, but, and, um, that's, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm at now with them. It's like, I, I used to give them the benefit of the doubt and just like with WWE, I've quickly lost that where it's just like, right. I, I don't think they're going to continue because they continue to show that like they have issues. Booker of the year has issues <laughs> with having storylines that last more than two weeks or even what, or even two hours. <laughs> Nothing in the world tells me more that Sheeta is not making it past the next round than the fact that that was a first round match. Yes. Yeah, because if that because you're trying to tell this story with where you know Serena screws Sheeta out of her fiftieth win mm-hmm. and, and you know he beats her up with the trophy that she was going to get for her fiftieth win, then them facing off in the first round of the tournament and not having them 
be in separate matches in the first round and meet in the second round. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you have it, of course, where Sheeta wins. So you're just like, well, what does what does Deeb have now that she can take from her? Nothing. Fifty um, first week. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Moxley and Ten was what it was. But yeah, then then that main event was obviously all built around that, and it and it didn't make sense. Like, why the fuck would uh, the I'm whole sure, thing? Look, look, look. I'm sure it would have made a lot more sense if they'd been able to come out dressed like Squid Game, okay? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and how would it have made sense that Cutler got kidnapped and he was... It would yeah, have, his it, mouth was taped up underneath the cut. I don't know. Because he would have been wearing the, 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 the fencing hoods with the shapes on them. Yeah. <laughs> you laugh, but that's exactly what they would have done. They would have had him have been in a giant inflatable squid custom. No, I assume that's in the no, show. That, no, no, he, dude, you haven't watched the show. The show is so fucking great, man. You have would, to watch the show. He definitely would have been the red light, green light chick. Yeah. Um, did you did you watch game. the show, Troy? Squid Game? Squid Game? Not yet. I, I have seen oh. enough memes and stuff like that to know what the fuck it is, and I saw enough right. people dressed as them uh, trick-or-treating to know exactly what it was. So I... Well, I've uh, the fencing hoods with the shapes. Yes. Just, the, old just a, man, the old man with the buttons. Just a little sidebar. Um, I went into that show completely blind without hearing anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. And the first episode, I was kind of like, this is weird, but then... I was like, "Holy shit! This is this is fucking amazing!" Like, it was really good. I sure. enjoyed. It. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I uh, uh, memeing and stuff like that has already told me everything that I need to know about it. But I will still watch it because I like people watching people die. Yeah. Um, uh, but that being said, <laughs> what in what fucking world would one television network, one cable company, allow someone to promote a show that's not on their network? Do you know what I mean? Like. Did the elite really fucking think that TNT was going to let them promote a Netflix show? They apparently did because they they asked <laughs> Mikey Ruckus to make a theme song for them. So yes, they did. Um, yeah, that's that is a bit of an issue. Now, there's uh, look them dressing up as as the Ghostbusters or like that, like as as a plan to not bad. But the problem is the fact that one. It was it's already been done before to death. That exact reveal of somebody else in the Stay Puft Marshmallow thing has been done before in Impact, and yeah, in yeah, and it it just this is this is my problem is that the elite are such fucking jokes because they don't take anything seriously, and that has been my issue with it is like you have the bloodline. They take shit seriously, you know. Sure. That is a serious champion. They take things seriously. Do the Usos make jokes sometimes? Sure, they do. Do they sit there and fuck with Paul Heyman? Yes. But when that bell rings, they're down to business. Right. They're not coming out there in fucking Ghostbusters outfits and then putting a bunch of proton packs in the middle of the ring and slamming something into it. Like, that's my problem is it's like... I have now watched these guys play basketball in the middle of a match and Mm -hmm. pretend to fucking shoot each other with proton pack lasers in the middle of a match. Like, and I I literally watched a main event where a guy in a gimp costume pretended to ride a person in a horse costume. 
That's not the main event, in my opinion. Main event should not be that. <laughs> should not be, let's just try to pop everyone in the back. Here I am, I'm riding Brandon Cutler. Ha <laughs> ha, hilarious. See, that, okay. And that's where it hits for me. Because I, I don't mind the goofy stuff in the promos. There's a couple things on BT that, that were funny for, you know, in the moment. But when it starts overtaking a match... When you're setting up a guy for a tombstone pile driver, but you got to dunk the ball first, mm-hmm. like and, it commits, it completely, <laughs> completely takes me out of it. Like, oh, I was enjoying this. Uh, well, it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it, it, it yeah. absolutely kills it for me. But oh, so speaking of dynamite, though, before I forget. LeBron James dunking from Space Jam. And if you are listening at home, you should be watching on Twitch so you can see that. Real quick on Dynamite. Um, okay, explain this to me. So they're tone deaf and they don't understand that the, that no matter what Cody says, the crowd isn't going to cheer for him. Is that is that where we're at now? Because Cody comes out there with Arn and he cuts a promo and he's like. Oh, let's not forget who built this company. And I'm like, wow, what a douchebag thing to say. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand this because, okay, so I understand. I'm not going to turn. Yeah, see that. I'm not one of those people that is that that's like completely turned off by when when they break kayfabe for certain things. I have. For certain things, I have a serious issue with the fact that we keep throwing around insider terms on the TV show. Do that shit on BT. That's fine, because you, because you, most of the people watching BT are are smarks. They they know that shit. To sit there and be like, I'm not going to turn. It's like you, you just. T- That's like if you're watching The Walking Dead and Daryl Dixon is just like, you know, these people aren't really. Uh, Zombies, right? That, that's that's uh, that's Bill Collier over there. He, he he's got a family and kids and stuff. They're not really zombies. That that's what it is to me. It's just like, no, I'm trying to immerse myself. Like, I do I know that it's not people really beating the shit out of each other? Of course. Do I want to hear it? No. Do I want to hear that? Like, you're gonna turn your character. Like, fuck you, dude. And no, but that's think, what I mean by tone deaf. Like, what the fuck kind of promo was that? And to think that I got annoyed at Tony Schiavone on last week's Rampage saying that Cody got his win back. Yeah. Yep. And then Cody goes and does this. Yeah. Fuck right. You. Yeah. How soon before before they're just like, you know, before they go, Tony, uh, book B to win the next match. <laughs> like, that's what we're getting well, I, at I, to this point. I think we've already gotten there in, in certain... Not on a, not in a promo, but I've heard shit like that on the lot picked up on the ring mics when they're yelling at each other during like it's supposed to be like off mic time. Yeah. So, well, it, uh, it has it has happened inadvertently when uh, our, our our dear friend Red Velvet told Brooke inadvertently Baker, when you when say our, you're an enhancement talent <laughs> on air seems yeah. pretty advertent. <laughs> but I'm saying that wasn't it wasn't scripted. She wasn't told to go out there and say say you're an enhancement talent. Yeah. Nobody's told to go out there and say anything. That's why they say stupid shit like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> say something stupid. Say something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. The other thing with Punk um, that I was just, I was thinking about this and I wanted to see what you guys thought. So his past 
three opponents of all guys that like he actually worked with before, like when he first started in wrestling. Mm. And I was wondering for a guy who's been away oh, for seven years. That that classic Ring of Honor match between CM Punk and Daniel Garcia. Go on. No, I was talking about Bobby Fish, my, Matt Matt Seidel, and there was one other one that he worked with. Um, oh, it will oh, be Darby, Eddie Kingston. Darby no, it will be Eddie Kingston. I was wondering, is he doing this be, like for a guy who's been off the seven years because he trusts these guys? Like he knows them? Well, I don't know. It changes because he, first he said he wanted to come in and work a bunch of the young guys because he wanted to give yep. them a spotlight. So that's why he did Powerhouse Hobbs and Garcia. He, he did, yeah, Darby, he's doing, Powerhouse Hobbs, he's and Garcia. Doing, he's yeah. doing young guy, old guy, young guy, old guy, young guy, old guy. Uh, that would be wrong in the last Basically. two because it was Bobby Fish and Matt Seidel. So. Yeah, and then the next one is Eddie Kingston. So that's what I'm saying. It feels like these three are like the ones... I don't know. But you almost wonder if he's trying to get his fucking legs back under him. Like, he doesn't have his cardio. He knows he doesn't have his cardio. Probably. But this... Again, like you, like we have always said, this shit should not be done on TV. <laughs> Like, like you said, Troy, why is Punk getting 12 minutes like, against Bobby Fish when that match does not matter? By the way, um, he's never fought Bobby Fish before. The only person he's fought before is Matt Seidel. And Kingston. But Kingston hasn't happened yet. You see? Oh, yeah, I know, but they, they led to it on Rampage. But yeah, yes, okay. but Bobby Fish, he never he never worked before until now, so I have a, uh-huh. I have a hard t- time thinking that. So, so. so what you're saying, Sal, is that they could use, they could use maybe... Some sort of center where they could uh, work on their performance. Mm, I don't think it'd be useful. Cage Match says that he never worked with Eddie Kingston. Oh, that's weird. Speaking of Eddie Kingston, I just want to give props to Jason last week for catching Daniel Bryan calling Eddie Kingston a fat shit because I completely missed that and that was amazing. (laughs) They also undid that all this week, by the way. Of course. Because Kingston said something like he didn't want to hear it from Brian. Like he works as like he said he fought through depression and, and mental illness and all this other shit. And then did. and then Kingston storms away and Brian goes, I never said that he's like he's not uh he doesn't work hard. I know he works hard. So they just basically undid everything he said before. So it sounds I like... didn't call I didn't call him a fat shit. I That's said basically he a... what he did on Randy. Yeah. I said he was I said he was a mildly obese turd. Most li- most likely that was a case of backstage and he's just like, What the fuck, man? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and Brian and Brian Bryanson was probably like, Sorry, dude. I'll 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 fix it. Dude, I'm really sensitive about being called fat. <laughs> hey, right, anyway. Speaking, hey. Speaking, speak, speaking of the um, uh, bloodline, did uh, did anyone else see the clip of Paul Heyman from The Dark Man on SmackDown? No. It what was a ta- it was a tag <laughs> match. It was a six man tag match. It was the Usos and Roman versus the uh, uh, the Street Profits, and I didn't see who the other person was, but <laughs> Paul Heyman. They're jaw-jacking with Paul Heyman, and Heyman jumps up on the apron, tags himself in. Like He takes off his coat and throws it on the commentator table, jumps up on the apron, reaches. One of the Usos tags him. He trips on the second rope, <laughs> getting into the ring. So so Montez Ford just just dives on him and starts pounding him. And then, you know, the, the Usos, they swarm and everybody goes. And 
Heyman rolls back out of the ring and goes back to the commentator's table. <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite part of the whole video is Paul Heyman putting his jacket on inside out. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite entertaining. Nice. Now, see, you, that is a very interesting point that you just brought up because Troy had mentioned <clears throat> they do stuff on AEW to pop each other, right? I've never had a problem with people doing that on on house shows or on dark mains yeah. because that's what it's for, mm-hmm. right? But you, but to Troy's point, you're doing this shit on air during your main events. You're doing shit to Sal, pop your friends. Mm-hmm. Sal, how much shit did we talk about those fucking John Moxley Eddie Kingston promos? Oh yeah, Where they would just meander for fifteen wait, wait, wait. minutes because they were just making references to each other. A promo at 820 is not the same as the main event at 945. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? See, and, and that's my thing, too. It's like, I understand, like, there's a time and a place for it. Like, right. the, the the 205 Live, not 205 Live, 24-7 Job Squad, shit and stuff like that, that happens normally in the middle of the, of the show. Sometimes it encroaches on things where I'm like, all right, I, I, I don't need this shit in this match. I want to actually watch this match. It's usually um, a women's match. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, well, I, I understand that, like, comedy's gonna have its place in wrestling, and comedy can have its place in the main event, too. I mean, fucking Kurt Angle with a little cowboy hat on and shit like that. But it, but the difference is, is that that happens few and far between in the main event. So when it does happen, you're like, oh, this is fucking hilarious, you know? Whereas or on, on AEW, you're just like, it's every fucking week now. That, like, the main yeah. event is just a fucking joke, you know? Um... Speaking of the the Jabber Parade, did did you guys notice who who magically joined the Jabber Parade uh, on Monday Night Raw? On Monday Night, I did not. The fucking Creed I, Brothers. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know, dude. Uh, first I, I of hate... first of all, they're still in NXT. They're still part of the Diamond Mine. Why the fuck? Wait, why they... are the job? Why is why is the twenty four seven job squad on Raw? I just saw them on SmackDown. And I thought Reggie was trapped. Wild card. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? The only thing I noticed from that was uh, was whoever was on commentary going, "Is that Gulak?" Yeah. It's it says it on his fucking pants. Yes, it's not that. He, he, I mean, I understand he looks a little generic, but yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a question for you guys. All right. All right. So there is a there is a feud going on right now, right? Uh, it's a mid card champion, right? He's got a loudmouth sidekick, uh, and those two individuals are currently feuding with a tag team who are not actually the tag team champions. Who am I talking about? Wait, can I let me let me put my guess in? Okay. I'm gonna say Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Okay. And Adam, what would your guess be? Sorry, I'm still over here trying to remember who's currently Intercontinental Champion. It's Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, it is Shinsuke Nakamura. Guess what? You're both right! (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact same storyline. Oh, we did it! It's the the exact same storyline going on in two different shows. First of all, why is the Intercontinental Champion and the North American Champion in a tag team feud? (laughs) It's true. And not with each other. And they have this goofy little sidekick. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Like, uh, Wait, uh, even yes. better. Even better. Trick. Trick. 
Well, what was the thing that I pointed out? The, the thing that I pointed out watching Raw this week is fucking Carmelo Hayes wins that uh, wins the the breakout tournament and mm-hmm. gets his little gets his little contract in a folder that he gets to carry around and yep. suddenly um, suddenly becomes the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he cashes that in and wins the North American title. And then what? Two weeks later, Seth Rollins wins the ladder match. Is now carrying around a contract. Yep. <laughs> Which is, red which is like, it's like this has never been a thing before. And I understand the last breakout winner you, you, you couldn't exactly do anything with because he got a little upset. Um, so so maybe you were going to set that precedent that he could cash in any time. But why is it now happening on Raw? <laughs> the problem, too, is that wrestling in general has become flooded with these money in the bank ripoffs. For lack of a better term, AEW does it. Impact does it. Impact does it four times more. <laughs> yeah, but it, and, yeah, but at least with those, they've only got one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. WWE's like, wait, we also have Money in the Bank, but then we're also going to give Seth this thing that he carries around. Oh, and by the way, the breakout tournament winner is going to be able to cash in whenever he wants. See, and, and if it wasn't for Seth doing it, I'd have no problem with it. Because you're like, okay, NXT has their own version of it because they don't, obviously, they, they're not eligible for it. But it's like, no, right. now all of a sudden we've got this. <laughs> now all of a sudden Seth is literally Mr. Money in the Bank. He just yeah, doesn't have a briefcase. Yeah, he's just like, I got a golden ticket. <laughs> that being said, the fucking suit he had on well, when he was on Raw was amazing. Well, it was yeah. the, the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen in my life, and it was mm-hmm. great. Um, I got a red folder. <laughs> he's going to make himself world champion. Right. What's up? Like when they when they have that match, he's just basically there to bump himself for Biggie and make Biggie look good, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's working. But no, it's going to be fine. But oh, and and they've got so much history with the fact that guess who took the title off of Seth. <gasps> the, ori- the, the original, original NXT. NXT title? Yeah, yep. it was big. It was Mr. Biggie Langston. Yep, five and or three, three and enough. Um, five count. So the the only other note that I had this week in WWE was, could we maybe not talk about they're going to knight Kofi Kingston? Because you know uh-huh. the the initials on that might not be the greatest thing. <laughs> That's why he's Sir. Well, it's not his name. It's not his name, but there definitely was a, it was a nameplate that said Xavier Woods Knights Kofi Kingston. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not okay. great. <laughs> yeah, I see, I Killer, see that. Killer Carry and Cross. Um, yes, but never mind. Um, well, it was a cool it was a cool moment for Kofi. The crowd popped. Nice little unicorn pin. Thought that was a nice touch. We went back to the scroll. Him reading the thing from the scroll. Yes. Like yep. right now. Um. So then the Usos come out, right? And it's it's weird because on the one hand it's like, oh my god, I've already seen this five hundred times. But then later on, when they had the match, I was like, this this is still good. Yeah, it's still good. Those two teams just meld perfectly. Yeah. Also, I thought the match with, between Big E and Kevin Owens was great. Yes. Uh. I just want so much more for Kevin Owens. <laughs> but, you know. Anyway. Um, anybody watch Halloween Havoc? I did. I did a whole did. 
a whole week ago. Yeah. What do you guys think? I did. I have never I have never laughed harder at the phrase it's just a dead kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um Oh, it's just a dead. First off, starting it off with Brad Dorif uh playing Chucky and and having that opening um the the opening to the show monumental. Great. Perfect. I had to I had to con- I had to confirm for a certain someone that that was the actual voice of Chucky. Yes. Who had been doing Chucky since 1980, whenever the fuck. Yep. No, I... I okay, so my thing was, because it was me... Um, of course, we got they, that. Did quote, they actually quote, get the guy who quote, does the voice of Chucky? It sounded yeah. like Danny DeVito. It did sound like Danny DeVito. Because I didn't think they got the guy. But anyway. You do... Uh, you do know what network Chucky is on, right? The new TV show? No, is it on USA? No, it's on Sci-Fi. Do you oh, do you happen to know? But they're owned by the same. Company. Do you happen to know who owns both those companies? Yes. Yeah, yeah they got Universal. Yep, yeah, they got they got Brad Dourif to be on it. Um, cool. Yeah, so I I love that opening thing. Um, Brad Dourif is just of great. I, I just I just went down Brad Dourif's IMDb page, going, yeah. oh, I know him from that and that yeah. and that. He's and a, that. he's. I mean. Again, he's another one of those guys where you're just like, he has the horror thing going on. Then he's also got fucking Lord of the Rings that like people recognize him from from that as Wormtongue, and you're just like, yeah, the, the dude's fucking made, you know. But yeah. uh, I loved the uh, the the Tomasa Champa. This guy uh, goes by my own personal motto: no one will survive. I thought that was a great yeah. fucking line. Uh, yeah, just every, just a perfect way to kind of start thing because you're like, you're like, at least with this, you're like, yeah, I'm fine with them having fucking a, a puppet talking to us like right now because it is it's Halloween havoc. It's supposed to be fucking fun, you know, like, um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> by the end of the night, we had toxic attraction with all the fucking belts. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which I liked um, the Scareway to Hell ladder match, where fucking Io Shirai we watched her soul leave her body. Uh, <laughs> that was such a beautiful. Bump. Oh my god! I'm sorry, that was what beautiful, was a beautiful. Bump. I because didn't it, think that she was okay. I thought she was dead. That's <laughs> why it was a beautiful bump because because I watched it and I saw the landings and it was perfectly done. It looked gorgeous to me. It was, yeah. Of course, there's always there's a risk in any bump you take, but um, when you watch, I mean, she's not taking the brunt of it, um, hot, but on her knees. Um, you know, she's using her elbow pads to take a lot of lot of the brunt of it. That kept her face clean off of it, but yeah, it still was. It, it looked scary as hell. Her then fucking. Oh, yeah. I'm her, not saying it was yeah, pleasant, yeah, but it was right. beautiful. I I loved her going on Twitter and being like, "I'm I'm alive." And then Indy Hartwell responding, <laughs> "Did you type this from the grave?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Toxic Attraction winning is great because it means we no longer have to have Eo and Zoe be a thing. Um, yeah, I only saw I only saw two weeks of that and I was over it. That right. match was was pretty fucking good for a triple threat. Uh, ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as long as we take the belts off of EO and Zoe, I'm good. Yeah. And I was definitely happy with fucking 
Gigi Dolan and, and JC Jane. Yeah. And congr- I thought it set up nicely for the main for, well, the semi main. And congrats to Mandy Rose winning her first championship in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. In a Chucky's Choice match. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we. I had, my eighth, I had my eighth birthday party at Chucky's Choice. Nice. <laughs> All right, I have this is my my biggest issue of this situation. We had a fan spin the wheel. Yep. And it landed on Chucky's choice. Uh-huh. And then Chucky got to pick. So technically the fan didn't get to pick. Well, yeah. They they and, gimmick, they gimmicked the wheel a lot better than they did last year. But then of all things <laughs> that he could uh, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on that wheel he's like trick or street fight and i'm like uh mean it is what it is um yeah i could have done without the grayson waller shit because i don't like grayson waller and it didn't fucking make any sense to me it was like okay so it didn't amount to anything yeah it was like okay so ellie knight so he grayson waller like Fucked with with Law Knight's car, so he couldn't get there in time. But he also technically wasn't the host because Chucky was. Thank but you. He, but he did a little bit of stuff. Uh, that it was like he went backstage where they had a fucking uh, costume party where people were like getting a little rapey, Grayson Waller included. And then yeah, then it's like uh, Law Knight comes back. And then it's like, that's how we bring in uh, uh, Seth What is he fucking called now? Solo something? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, the the third or so. Which, I, forgot that I, actually, I forgot that I actually took notes on NXT. <laughs> which I thought was, like, uh, I kind of talked about it where it's like, you look at him and you're like, I know who you fucking are. Like, you clearly look like one of the Usos. Like, <laughs> like nobody's... When you said that, and then he showed up, because you said it, and then I watched it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a... Yeah, it's it's Solo Sokoa, which is a good name. It's, it's not a it's bad a good name. name. But it's like, just call him Solo Uso, because we, he, he looks identical to them. Like... You, like, solo Uso probably is a little well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, need an, he needs another name that starts with J. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> Johnny Uso. <laughs> no, no, he can't be Johnny Uso. Um, he can be Jethro. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say Jethro Uso. That's too many O's. Sorry, Jethro sorry. Uso. Um. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So then, the only thing the only thing that entertained me from the whole Grayson Waller Law Knight thing was them coming. It was Knight coming out in the exact same costume, but mm. calling but calling Waller's like a cheap piece of shit. Yeah, but he's clearly wearing the so same. They were thing, wearing yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, but then yeah, so Jeb Uso comes out and fucking beats the yeah. shit out of out of him, and then that's it. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're done with that then. <laughs> it's just like yeah, Jebediah Uso. Jebediah Uso. Um, yeah, um, MSK lost the belts, um, which, which I was bummed about, but, you know, money's in the chase, and, and they didn't lose it to fucking, uh, BJ and the Bear, or whatever the fucking names are, like, you know, just some brand new team, they lost it to Imperium, so at least it's, you know, 
It's it's a BJ in the <laughs> Is he's wow. Yep. Um and uh yeah, then of course our main event, everyone uh well of course Meltzer was saying that Tommaso Champ is not long for NXT and he's probably gonna retire soon. And tonight is Braun Breaker's time to take over NXT and then he lost. So to, to, my, to my note, to my note where I wrote, obviously no one expected Breaker to win here. Right. But Somebody did. Hell, hell of an effort. Yep. Fantastic coming out party for him. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Um, my my the only other note that I wrote though is the same ghost that got the demon at SummerSlam got Braun. Yep. <laughs> um, no, it was definitely a good match. Uh, I was happy to see Champa win because I was a little worried that uh, Breaker might win. I didn't think he would, but I think I a like, lot of people would have been angry if Tommaso, after all that time, never having lost the belt, right, wins it back and loses it a month later. Yeah, you would have I don't mind Breaker as a challenger, but yeah, if he actually just pinned Tommaso, I would have been kind of salty yeah. about it. But here, um. No, so wait, back to Mandy. Okay, because first of all, it's amazing. I think it works for her character. But there was a reason that Mandy won the title. Uh, a certain person that was rumored to be going to the main roster made an appearance where she reappeared in NXT. Oh, yeah. First time in the 2.0s inside of it, though. Yep. Yeah, Dakota Kai became the Grim Reaper. And Tiny uh, Reaper, yeah. That that was the thing was uh, we kind of talked about it while it was going on live, where it was like it's like well it it's a tiny little person, so it, it could be Dakota Kai, but it's like she's dressed up like why is she hiding who she is? And it's like are, are we gonna do a thing where we don't know who it is? It's like nope, no, now she's taking the mask off. Oh, it's Dakota Kai. <laughs> so I mean, like uh, I, I guess green hair is. I guess a little underwhelmed um, in in terms of that because I thought we were done with this and and I was hoping that you know Dakota was was moving on to better things because Dakota versus Raquel now is non-title so yeah it's it's a feud over nothing so I kind of saw this as of course it's Dakota Kai what else are they gonna do with her. <laughs> And I love Dakota Kai, but all these rumors about her going to the main roster, I was like, for what? So she could sit backstage with Tony Storm? I mean, the so, uh, the ideal situation is have her go to the main roster, become a face again, and reform Team Kick, so you actually have a legitimate tag team up there. Give um, me a, give me a, and they won't, but give yeah. me a reason. Have, like, Tegan come out and make a save or something. Right. Um, I would love to see that, but yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they'd invest that time into that storyline. Yep. Uh, the size of the rest of Halloween Havoc, it was fine. You know, um, it was weird that they had Roddy Strong fight Odyssey Jones, but uh, yeah, you know, gotta get uh, gotta get him on the card somehow. <laughs> Yeah, Odyssey is interesting because 
He's got the size where you're like, ah, oh, he'd be a guy that they'd like protect and kind of push as a monster. But then he's just like a big fucking goofball. So you're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. What do you think? Cameron Grimes, by the way, he's, who is, <laughs> he's, he's, he's Otis, but intelligent. True. There you go. Um, and, Cameron and, Grimes. And, and black. Who was in the, uh, <laughs> the haunted match last, yes. last year. He got relegated to be backstage and oh, I don't, I don't have a problem. Hit on, hit, be, be creepy yeah. and hit on girls and do absolutely yeah. nothing. I don't, I don't have a problem with him being relegated to just a comedy spot backstage because it's, it's what Cameron does. Um, plus, he was in the fucking astronaut outfit, which is hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, my, my bigger. <laughs> Yeah, my bigger issue was him coming and be like, "Hey, ladies, I put a little something in that drink. I'm gonna make you down to the floor." <laughs> like yeah, that, that I could have done without. I could have done without creepy Cameron Grimes. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's it's Grimes. I, he probably should have been uh, a draft pick because they clearly they. I think even they thought he was gonna be because they're like, "Wait, you're still here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Well, uh, I guess we weren't planning on that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe uh, I, I assume he's probably the next round because he's he's perfect for fucking Vince. He's a big goofy guy. But, yeah. I don't know. Hey. Uh. So it's my it's, only other note. My, my oh. only other note on the haunted, on the haunted house. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the I enjoyed the whole seg- both segments. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, I enjoy the fact that it was a dead kid. <laughs> Searching through Dexter's laboratory, as it were. Um, <laughs> but the, the out of nowhere laboratory. Andre Chase just made me laugh. Okay, that that shouldn't have made me laugh, but it did. I'll admit it. it <laughs> Why was he there? First, so, here's the thing with that. I am not I, I am not an Andre Chase fan. But, no, the characters I, but for bizarre. whatever reason... I have laughed every fucking time he's done that fucking gag. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because it's it it sings to me because they're uh that, that joke has been used before of like the you know, like <laughs> did somebody say uh Brian Denny? No, nobody said fucking yep. Brian Denny, but <laughs> Oh, that was oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he fucking keeps <laughs> keeps popping up like that. For whatever reason, just makes me laugh. Um, it, it's the only thing he's got going for him now because he's not a good wrestler. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. But yeah, that that was fucking funny. Um, some of the callbacks were good in the in this thing too. Um, the zombie, the zombie referee watching the watching with the kings. My God, yeah, that was amazing. Them them continuing to use him is is fucking funny and. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. It, was it as good as Grimes and Dexter? No, but no. like I said, it, it had its moments. And yeah, the fucking him freaking out and just being like, it's just a dead kid. It was, fucking just got me. And it just speaks to my demented sense of humor that that fucking bought me too. Um, but also, also fucking Trick actually showing that he has some uh, acting ability was good. Because his, Trick was better in this. He was better in this. Because, yeah, his, his promos haven't been good so far, but this was really good. And then him fucking running away, screaming like a girl. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> that was that was one of the other things that made me laugh was right in the beginning. When it was like, you go, I'll stay with the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. So. So I'm going to leave it up to you two gentlemen, because obviously you are an hour ahead of me. Um, we can go ahead and, uh, and, and start a new segment on the show, or we can just fucking close it and do it next week. Adam, you're the one working. <laughs> actually, I actually don't have work tomorrow because I work today. Um, I do, I do have a, a few news things that we haven't gotten to. And I was going to complain about a few, a few off television things from dynamite, but um. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's save that <laughs> segment um, because because we kind of buried the lead. You went to Dynamite, I which did. was the first time Boston has held and Dyn- hosted Dynamite since 2019, since the second episode. Yeah. Uh, so what? How'd it go at the Agana Center Arena? Um, yeah. I I posted on Instagram. Say what you will about AEW. Say what you will about their booking choices, their talent choices, who they push, who they don't push, whatever. To me, there are few things in this world that that bring me more joy than attending a live wrestling show. So that's always going to be a good time for me. However, with that said, having to sit through three rounds of fucking karaoke was annoying as shit. Especially with the guy behind you pulling his mask down and spitting on top of your head. Jericho Jericho got his karaoke when he came out to save uh, Sammy. Jericho got his karaoke when he came out uh, for something else. Jericho got his karaoke when he came out to to commentate Rampage. Go fuck yourself. Um, Also, I did not have to hear Tony Khan yell at me four times uh, about Rampage. See, we didn't get that on TV. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He came out. What did he say? Four times to promote different things that were happening, including including we're going to talk to CM Punk next, which was the segment where we didn't actually talk to CM Punk because Eddie Kingston interrupted and it was all loud and shit. But um, yeah, no presence whatsoever. So he came out there like a hype man, basically. What it showed. <laughs> I can't. Um, biggest uh, biggest pop of the night, I would say, went to uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah. Uh, or CM Punk. Uh, biggest heat of the night to Justin Roberts when he thanked us for wearing masks. Okay. <sighs> On that note, by the way, despite the four different emails that I got from Ticketmaster and the Aganis Arena directly, at no point did they check my my ID and my vaccine card. The, did you say you're in the Anus Arena? Aganis. Aganis? However you want to pronounce it. But uh, blast until until the show is over and we had to get back home. Um, yeah. Because someone didn't think to check the, uh, the 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 full schedule for the commuter rail and see when the last train was. And um, that was less than fun. But uh, other than that... In- in retrospect, because I forgot about um, Rampage and how they film it, when you texted me earlier that day and you were like, hey, this is going to be my first time in the commuter rail, me as someone who has ridden the Massachusetts commuter rail before probably should have warned you to leave early. Yeah, but I checked. But I, did, I, ch- I didn't know what time it was going to stop. Yeah, the last train was at 11. The show ended at like 1130. Yeah, I checked the schedule at like 10:45. I was like, "Ah, shit." Ah. 
Plus, the, the, what was worse than that, I just spit everyone. What was worse than that was the fact that we got out of the we got out of the arena, and the beeline had stopped running. So we walked from Aganis to Kenmore, and got on the green line at Kenmore to North Station, uh, and then we took a taxi. And um, my inner ear fucking hates me, and if I'm not driving the vehicle, I get motion sickness very easily. So we spent a good ten minutes at the parking garage so I could not be dizzy enough to drive us the 10 minutes back to my friend's apartment. And then I spent a good 45 minutes on his couch trying not to die. But the show itself was a lot of fun as, as it always is. Good. I got to see on, uh, for dark that was on, on Monday. I got to see uh, some local talent that I knew. Great tag team called Waves and Curls, who have been getting shit online for their name, but fuck you, they're awesome. Um, if you actually see a match where they're not just enhancement talent, you will see that. Um, and uh, former APW Women's Champion, Little Mean Kathleen. Oh. Got, squashed, got squashed by Tay Conti in about 15 seconds. But. Ew. Well, then again, I've seen Little Mean Kathleen wrestle. And she's great. Her character does exactly what it's supposed to do. <laughs> the, weirdest, the, the weirdest thing about that was... She was she was billed as LMK, okay, just LMK, and she was announced as being from like Sioux City, Iowa, or something. And I'm like, she's from Flavor Town. What can you do? Anyway, uh, what were the news things? You said you had news things. To bring. Uh, yeah. Uh, first off, uh, send some thoughts out to folks. Uh, first off, hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, who recently announced that he's been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, underwent emergency surgery recently. Uh, his wife posted on his Instagram uh, that uh, the surgery was a success. Surgery went as planned, saying, quote, Jim, surgery went as planned. Thank you for your prayers, good vibes, and well wishes. Please continue them as he continues to heal. Uh, so we send uh, somebody with a xylophone. Uh, so we Sorry. send our, uh, our thoughts out to, to Jim Duggan. Uh, and, of course, uh, I don't remember if it was mentioned last week or not, Jim Ross recently announcing that he was diagnosed with skin cancer. Um in an update on his uh, Grilling JR podcast, uh, he said, quote, uh, I'm going to start radiation soon. I have to do 22 radiation treatments. I somehow have to figure out how to do it on consecutive days. If I can do it every day for three weeks or something, maybe longer, it's inevitable. It's coming and I have to deal with it. I don't plan on missing any work, according to my doctors. It's just a matter of dealing with the issues. Grit your teeth and moving on. I really appreciate all the fans who have reached out on social media, giving me their encouragement and prayers. I didn't get the worst kind of skin cancer. It's part of the journey, and I'll deal with it. It's just a pain in the ass to get all these treatments. The good thing is there's no chemotherapy, so that helps with all the after effects and things of that nature. I'm just handling it and dealing with it. I've dealt with more and will continue to persevere. Unquote. Um, I had the opposite. I had just chemotherapy, no radiation, so I don't know exactly uh, how radiation makes you feel, but I know that uh, even five consecutive days of chemotherapy laid me on my ass. Um, but he's also starting a weed farm, so he'll have that, uh, to, to help him out. I'm sure that, uh, Meltzer will claim that his cancer's not as bad as he says it is. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, yeah, if he's, if he's trying to do 22 consecutive days of, of radiation treatment, something tells me he's going to miss a few episodes of Dynamite. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I mean, I assume that the first week he'll probably be okay, but by that second week... He's going to be like, I can't move. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to miss some time. But honestly, dude, like take three weeks, take four weeks. Yeah. Like you, this is, this is more, yeah, this is more important dude, is to, is to get your, your health in order. And like, 
your body's going to be going through so much shit as it is, like, there's no reason for you to also include having to travel across the fucking country for a couple of shows, you know? Like, AEW has 42 announcers. You'll, they'll be fine. Like, <laughs> see, that's the thing, though. I don't think this is AEW's call. I think, yeah, I think that's not. Sure. Yeah. No, Jim Ross is the one who's like, I want to keep working. Yeah, that's why. Um, that's why I instructed it, Jim Ross, to take the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost. An, look, I, I'm just gonna say it. Like, is he is he worried that like if he goes away for a couple weeks that the team will be better and therefore they won't miss him. And then, you know what I mean? Is he like worried about his spot? I don't know. I don't know. Cause why wouldn't you take the time off? I don't see it as that radiation. Yeah. I don't see it as that. I, I see, I see it as, as he, he's committed to this job, you know, and, uh, and he sure. wants to be there. But, I mean, like you said, your health's going to come first. Right? I also, I also want to remind you, uh, Sal, that it is that gentleman behind Troy there who's in control of all this, who is collecting his little action figures and is in no way going to part with JR at any point no. in time. No. JR is fine. Sure. As long as JR is alive, and even then, it's questionable, he'll still be on <laughs> ATW. <laughs> Weekend at JR's? Yes. Um, Wait, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be Excalibur sitting next to him, and be like, "What do you think about that, Jr.?" Well, I just gotta say, <laughs> Tony, if you're listening and you want to hire me to do Jr. from behind the Jr.'s voice from behind the scenes, totally down. Oh, dude, we need to like hollow him out and have you just wear a <laughs> Jr. suit. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jr. Lantern? Yes. Uh, last th- last bit of news that I have, uh, uh, positive news, good news this week. Uh, Chad Gable has earned a degree from Full Sail University, uh, as he revealed on Friday on Twitter, saying he's earned a master's de- in fine arts uh, with a focus on media design. Uh, if you go to his Twitter, there's all, he, he did that thing where he takes screenshots of, of, note, of the Notepad app. It's a very lengthy statement that he wrote, but say, basically saying uh, he was able to pursue his master's due to the partnership between WB and Full Sail, uh, as well as scholarships from the Comanche Nation Scholarship Program. Um, congratulations to Master Chad Gable. Indeed. Hey, uh, breaking news. Yeah. John Moxley has checked himself into an inpatient alcohol treatment program. Wow. Yeah. So. Which is weird because all he does is joke about drinking too much. Yeah. Uh, apparently he finally is getting the uh, help he clearly needs. So, yeah. Um Yep, and and here's Tony Khan saying it as well. We stand by with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. Um, by the way, his uh, new book, which just came out today, <laughs> he also talks about uh, the numerous times he's done cocaine and heroin in his in his life. So <laughs> clearly, oh somebody who has uh, uh, some some demons needs to take care. Of, but good good on him too. To take care of it, I didn't mean to cut your your Chad Gable stuff off there, but I was just looking up his uh, tweet and then I saw that. You didn't cut me. You didn't cut me off. That's all I have for that. So. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it then. That was well timed. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not even going to read it. Though I was going to, and then I saw it's like a couple of pictures, and I'm just going to move on. Chad's statement. Yeah. So yeah, Chad's statement is lengthy. 
just like his dick. <laughs> All right. Apparently the Braves won the World Series. Yes, they did. Yeah. Which is funny, because back in the divisional round, I said, uh, there's no way the Braves are advancing. And then they go and win the World Series. Yeah. Oh, well. I wonder who they beat on the way to getting there. So not only that, but then they beat the fucking Dodgers, and then they beat the Astros, so... Well, the Astros is only because I'm sure that Jose Altuve's vibrating butt plug fell out, so he didn't know when they were going to do strikes. But good thing I didn't put money down on those three games. Why would you? (laughs) You don't have a job. Do not bet on sports. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just saying, in my mind, I picked the Braves to lose every one of those series. Because I had no faith that the Braves were a World Series winning team. Apparently they were. I don't, well, I don't fuck on, me, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't bet on sports because I'm bad at sports. Boy, they uh, really pushed Houston shit in on this game, last game. Seven to nothing. Jesus. So, but yeah, uh, in game, in six, Braves in six. Good, good for them. Uh, go fuck yourselves um, <laughs> for, for beating my team, which, by the way, uh, is the second time. Uh, that the Brewers have gotten beat by the team that eventually moved on to win the World Series. So, so, so happy for that. <laughs> so, is that, that's always something that's like uh, one side or the other for sports fans. Do you want the team who beat you to get eliminated immediately, or do you want the team to beat you to go on and win the championship so you can be like, well, I lost to this juggernaut. I mean, look, he rolled through everybody else, too. Uh, I would rather uh, not get beat. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you had, if you had to get beat. No, it's no, it's it's no consolation prize either way. I, I I don't look at it as like, oh look, we lost to the eventual champions. No, we we lost. Like, it does it doesn't matter if they're out the next round or if or if they win the whole thing. You, you still got taken out. So, um, obviously, you look at it as like, well, if it went the other way, would we have? You know, would the Brewers have steamrolled into it, or would they have also lost? But yeah, so. Yep. Hey, you know what? It wasn't the Astros. So. That's right. That's right. Nothing, nothing hey, uh, against them. Prop, props to whichever member of Jason's household filled out that uh, production poll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Fuck. Milwaukee lost to Washington the year before, so that's... Has it been four years in a row now that that's happened? No, three years in a row. Never mind, because Boston won it back in 2018. No, past three years, my team has lost to the eventual champions. Anyway, I think uh, that's going to do it for us here. Yay, sports, go sports! (laughs) No? No Garfunkel Notes fans? Alright, fuck you guys. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that one. (laughs) Sports, go sports! I like the uh, their, their song about the pregnant woman. I mean, they're they're just great. By the way, um, both of them have uh, now been been nude on camera, and uh, I like I like them both. So <laughs> very happy. Surprisingly, uh, so uh, I, I know this is just like the end of the show, but uh, there was a show 
uh, called Garfunkel and Tangents Oates. Tangents on my rundown? Right, I know. Yeah, there was a show called Garfunkel and Oates, uh, and yeah. it was it was these two comedians, um, Ricky Lindholm and Kate Maguchi. Uh And, uh, yeah, they were, like, they did, like, funny songs and shit like that. So They were... They- they were they were a singing a little singing group before they got the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, you've probably, I mean, everyone out here has probably seen them in something because they've done a lot of different shows. But um, of the two, like even on the show, they make jokes about the fact that like Ricky Lindblom is like uh, far more attractive and like more outwardly sexual. So, like, her doing, like, nude scenes in actual movies, you're just like, okay, that makes sense. But fucking Kate Micucci, who is, you know, like, the kind of cute little pixie girl over that, you're just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too much of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, they had that show on HBO, was it? It was, like, uh, called Easy. And, like, each of them were a, a different, uh, like, episode on, on couples or whatever like that. And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, Kate's playing a lesbian. And then you're like, oh, there's Kate's tits. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, by the way. Very nice. Anyways, uh, so thank you to Sal. You're welcome. And thank you to Adam. Tea time's over, bitches. Get back to work. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, was over on the Twitch chat. Uh, on the Salzer effect, and also, of course, on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Uh, Nini, KT, uh, thank you for joining in on the conversation. I think we had uh, a person by the name of Waste Please that popped in there for a little bit, too. Uh, Thank you all for sticking with us and and talking with us. Uh, We love you. And I think with that, uh, just like Rikishi will run you down next week.
Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzereffect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>